gotta let me know. No, just, no. The point is, you have to stop. You just stop <laughs> and like let it happen. Yeah. Okay. This makes me nervous. Sorry, Andrew. I'm not even in your You got seat. the gag, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Brian's attic. My name is Brian. Listen. I'm Andrew. I'm Caleb. And this is episode five or six. I episode think five. Yeah, episode five. All right. You'd think we'd be at a higher <laughs> count by the time we lost count. Yeah. Well, <laughs> counting's not my strong suit. You know, I failed. One, I two. failed algebra and algebra two, and I had to retake both of those classes in high school. So I'm not exactly a smart guy when it comes to numbers. But random knowledge. He's got it. Work, Actually, random useless knowledge. Fun, fun fact: everything he said in this podcast, I'm fairly certain, has just been off the top of his head. <laughs> like all my hair going. The gag is or mine. <laughs> Wait, no, Brian acknowledged what? me with his eyes. What? What? Sorry. Uh, I, I kind of forget you're you're here. I I willfully forget you're here. <laughs> I thought that was part of the intro. You know, I thought you were just gonna forget that I exist. But that's oh no, that's another one. No, that no. is another one. Probably. So I think you said you wanted to... Yes, I have a topic for this morning. It's not even this morning. <laughs> for, for this day. <laughs> this is the when, this when, when this goes up at 6 a.m. on Friday, it will be this, this morning. Yes. Off Watch it in the morning. That's your Good morning, good, good afternoon, and good evening. How about that? Cheers. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, so the thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I have been reading Brandon Sanderson's Rhythm of War. Okay. I and a little bit of background on what that is. Yes. So he is an author of books, fantasy, fantasy books. Mm. Yes. Uh, his a, it is a series called the Stormlight Archive. Or is this something yes. you want to do? Or, yeah. Or, or well, do you not? Or I, no, do you not I can, want to I can totally go into this. Do you not want people to know about it? I just want to give like no. some some very bare bones background information so people aren't just like, oh, Sanderson right. book. I got what you were doing. War rhythm. Yeah. Yes, I was going to explain a little more. Oh, okay, sorry, uh, I'm getting your way then. So his big thing is that he's got the Cosmere, where he's got... Not cashmere. Yes, it is not a sweater. Not a Led Zeppelin song. Or a fabric. <laughs> it's not a textile. Um, it does have text, though. Oh, it's a book. It's a codex. Yes, he's an author of books. We're, we've circled back now. <laughs> he's an author of books, and he wrote a book about a book. Actually, yes, sort of. <laughs> wow. So, he has a number of fantasy, epic fantasy series. Okay. Uh, I, Elantris is his first book. And then he's got the Mistborn series. I think that's what people, most people know him from. Well, it's, it's, one of, it's the, one of the bigger two. He's got two big ones. Two main ones. Then he's got Warbreaker, which is another kind of standalone novel. Uh, all of them hint at more to the series but there's only there's two books that are currently standalone they could continue on to other series but they he's those aren't really in the works right now he's mostly focused on mistborn and uh the stormlight archive and rhythm of war belongs to stormlight that is correct okay yes. so this is the it is newest... also his most recent release in the cosmere oh i forgot to explain this part all of these series, even though they're different series, they take place on different planets, they are connected in this single universe called the Cosmere. This sounds vaguely similar to Final Fantasy, how every single game takes place in a different world. 
<laughs> but they're all part of Final Fantasy. And like there's no connection to any of them except for the fact that a few there are a few recurring elements. And I think some people like to imagine That's... that they're all in the same universe all taking place on different planets. Yeah. And I think Legend of Zelda kind of does that. Um, they're they're more like it's it's more like a single world with like a different, that with a that one's line. yeah yeah it's like reincarnation almost uh, was my understanding of that which is it it feels like a the Legend of Zelda feels like such a, a weird way to bring about the same situation that Mario always finds himself in which is it's just, it's like the same thing over and over Kidnapped again girlfriend right and it's like he's just in a coma <laughs> that's what all the games are no uh, i think i think the, the guy who was in charge None of, of the world's actually exist he's just in a hospital bed <laughs> oh, dear <laughs> i wake so. up and it was all oh, a dream no luigi <laughs> I, th- I think i think the <laughs> mario director the mario director was saying like he <laughs> imagined it as like a troop of actors they're just like they're just doing you know, variations oh, the, of the same story over oh, and over right. again, and like and it's like they're all just coworkers or something. That almost sounds sad. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, but that is interesting. It, Actually, it would be it would be sad if you imagine them going from place to place and making like peanuts. But like you have to understand with how well these games have sold, it's more like they live like millionaires doing the same movie over and over again. Well, actually, I was thinking it's kind of like the. Uh... Uh, Wiley Coyote um, and the Roadrunner. Roadrunner, yeah, they they like Just clock in for their job. Oh, sh- or is that the one? What What are you talking or, about? Uh, there's some older cartoon, I think, Looney Tunes or Cartoon Network brand, where that was a premise. It's like I think it was a dog and a cat. Actually, the cat clocks in for his job to go chase the mouse. And then the dog. Tom and Jerry. No, it wasn't Tom no. and Jerry. I don't think that that enmity was real. <laughs> And then the dog clocks in to go after the cat. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. I think. Oh, my. It, that doesn't sound like Wile E. Coyote, though. Wile no, Coyote they didn't. Wile E. Coyote was just hungry. It, yeah. Can we, well, let's go back to the Cosmere. Yes, yes. So, and, then, and then, yeah. So, Rhythm of War is his most recent book released just this past November. Mm-hmm. And I've had it since December. It should also be noted that these books are massive. They look so. Thick. Yes, uh, Rhythm of War is twelve hundred pages. Okay. Uh, I started it. So I, I, I was, I'll, I'll admit I was a little hesitant to get started on it this time. I'm not sure why, but a part of me was just worried about a drop in quality because I love Brandon Sanderson's writing so much that it's like it's getting to that point where. It's kind of like the the meeting your heroes kind of thing. The more you learn about them, the more you're afraid you're going to learn something you don't Just like watch about them. Star Trek episode about that, but that's for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Creator of the transporter. Keep yep. going. He just mentioned Star Trek in case you didn't hear it. Give so, me a tally for that. That <laughs> <laughs> if you like well, tally for that. I'm not going to go into Star Trek. Bing. <laughs> when you think about a Star Trek, we don't episode, even know if we Bing. in Star Trek in Eddie Space Nine. Bing. It does remind me of Star Trek episode, but I'm not gonna mean that. Bing. There's an episode of Next Generation where Bing. No, the Vulcan mating rituals, or maybe Bing. the Enterprise from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Bing. Vulcan mating rituals. <laughs> Bing. I apologize for talking about Star Trek. Bing. Star Trek is a joke. I'll contain myself. <laughs> Bing. Uh, it's kind of like the the meeting your heroes kind of thing. The more you learn about them, the more you're afraid you're going to learn something you don't Just like about them. Star Trek episode about that, but that's for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Creator of the transporter. Keep going. He just mentioned Star Trek, in case you didn't hear it. Give me so, a tally for that. 
Bing. <laughs> um, so, where was I? Uh, Cosmere. The size of the book. I was hesitant to read it. So, I finally started in earnest Monday, and I was hooked after the second chapter. Or really more in the middle of the second chapter. Because it's been about three years since I read the third book in the series because he releases them every year. Every every three years. Because they're big books. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it's like reuniting with old friends. Huh. It is is a most wonderful experience. So I started it in earnest. <laughs> Sounds like an addiction <laughs> the way he's talking about it. I was hesitant to try it again, but now that I've tried it, it's this great. is very rich coming from the Trekkie. You'll you'll learn what an addiction it is. I started in earnest this Monday, and I'm 25 percent of the way through a 1,200 page book. So around 300. So pages. on top of full time job, part time school, your wife editing this podcast, and you stole my joke. I was gonna say and being married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've st- I've made time for this book. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, those those times when I've seen you and you've looked super tired now all makes sense. Well, yes, six and a half hours of sleep most work days isn't helping. Mm-hmm. But unless it's during your shift, then you can catch up on your sleep again. Sleeping for yeah. six and a half hours of my shift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a nice <laughs> shift to me. <laughs> it's like imagine like the, the clock in. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, like uh, the in the real world, the cat clocks in for his shift and just sleeps for like yeah. nine hours. <laughs> real world cat. Yes. And then he gets and then he gets rewarded for with food. So, so back to your unhealthy addiction. So aside, Let's, yes. Aside from just a flat out endorsement of reading Brandon Sanderson and just about anything he's written. We have dissenting going. opinions. <laughs> dissenting opinions. I, I'm just gonna see there at this point. Just keep going. I was gonna say, do you guys have any? I was going to limit it to books just because we don't tend to talk about his books as often. But if you don't have any where this is the case, you could like expand it to other media. You're literally just throwing me a line because of Star Trek. But yeah, all right. basically. No, but well, what I was going to say was kind of the reuniting with old friends aspect, aspect of, it. of it. Because that was really the, the feeling that I had. I, I would read it and there would just be a line where it's like, it's so characteristic of this individual in this book. I, I've read... So, I've said this is the fourth mm-hmm. book in, in this series. All of them are as big. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, this isn't the biggest one. I think the second book, Words of Radiance, is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. But they're all these 1,000-page plus books. 1,000-plus page books. Very heavy tone. And so, you spend a lot of time... There's a lot of characters, but you spend a lot of time with these characters. And... Uh, and so you get to know them so well. So now at this point, I don't remember, you know, 50% of what happened in the, the three previous books or 50% of the characters and who they are when mm-hmm. I read their names. But, you, I mean, you get reminded as you read more of it. Mm-hmm. But essentially the three main ones or five main ones, um, it, it kind of, you've got expanding circles of who the main characters are uh, to people you just... You know, their name drops. But have you ever had that feeling where whenever you've read something, you've reconnected and you, it's yeah, rekindled you just, they're that? They're so familiar, they're like friends. Mm-hmm. Do you have fictional characters who are like that? Was, that, was it that way with Wheel of Time for yes. you? Wheel of Time. Read Wheel of Time. 
great series. It's also the reason why you don't like Brandon Sanderson. Yes, it is. Or at least are disinclined and to read. Do they have a... No, 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 no. After Robert Jordan passed away in 2007... Oh, he, Sanderson wrote the last... Last three or four And books. you didn't like those. Finished. I, out he, of he compiled finished, notes. Out of compiled notes, uh, his wife's advice... And what she listened to... Robert Jordan's wife, right, not yeah. Brandon Sanders. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, <laughs> and the way... There was a noted stylistic difference in terminology. To be expected. To be expected. And that's not that's not at all what I dislike. I feel like he, he didn't quite respect the source material as it was. That or he took it farther than what Robert Jordan was planning on doing. Now, have you read his original books? No, I haven't. Okay. But I've read the Robert Jordan-only I... works, and then I've read the works that Brandon Sanderson wrote based on Jordan's work. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering, if you were going off of what you had read in the Finished Wheel of Time. Yeah. Or so I got to... That being said, it's still... At the very end, Robert Jordan wrote the... Brandon Sanderson, at the preface for the the final book, the 14th, the 14th novel, says... Robert Jordan himself wrote the ending all by himself. It's completely his own. No, no one touched it. And, and Brandon Sanders is like, I did not touch this at all. It is awesome. And it is amazing. Like how much of the ending? And that's how I was kind of getting into it. I was like, I'm not sure how much. Maybe it's like the last chapter, the last two chapters, something like that. Have you looked up like a wiki to no, find out? No, I, I haven't. Um, but I will say that there is a point where it's very clear that like, okay, this is, this is Jordan writing. And it's incredible. I love it. It's a really good cap. But when you talk about characters that you really like, one of the main three characters is named Matt. I love that guy. He's he's like the the scamp. Definitely a he, favorite. He, he's a yes. Is what I gather. Yes, yeah. He, he's the the, the guy but, who's always super lucky. But no. Spoilers. How do you spell Matt? No, M A T. And and that's okay. that's actually a big thing I want to point out. As far as at least the books that I'm sharing are concerned. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, Wheel of Time finished in 2013, so eight around eight years ago. Actually, I think the final the final book in the series, A Memory of Light, was uh, was released in January of 2013. So it has been a little more than eight years. Um, oh, yeah. I I think maybe maybe a bit earlier, but it was in 2013 January that I was reading it, and I got it like as soon as it. So it came Matt, out. is there any other ones from Wheel of Time? Oh, there's like thousands. No, of I'm, characters. So, I'm saying I'm that, saying that, that like. you you connect with and it's like old friends, or is uh, it just? Like, Perrin's his second favorite. No, I hate that guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate him. He's just very uh, kind of kind of boring. He's a bit of a downer. Uh, but Matt and mostly the characters that that Matt kind of interacts with. Okay. Because so his immediate circle. Right, and it's not it's not just a bunch of guys who are like him. It's oftentimes people who are like the exact opposite of him. Mm -hmm. But the way they work together, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I really I think that Matt is the character for, who for me holds the story up. If if Matt wasn't there. And it was just Rand and Perrin. It'd be this would be a bit of a slog. Rand, Rand's bits are important, are, are fun. He's the main character, the main main mm -hmm. character uh, of of the three. He he does some fun stuff, and watching his arc is, is also a lot of fun. Perrin just seems like a character who finished in like the third or fourth novel, mm -hmm. and it's just like he's here now. No, what do we do with him? Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a completed character, and the other two still have growth. So mm -hmm. I, I wanted to make a comment on Brandon Sanderson and his treatment of the original material because, um, so you guys remember a couple of years ago, I actually got to see him in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually heard him retell that story from his own mouth. Really? I'd yeah. Love to. In okay. person. Please. Uh, 
and uh, some of it's kind of he was a new author yeah uh, that had kind of a similar he'd read the wheel of time oh yeah you know, he was, he a, was fan. a fan yeah uh, he had just finished his second book. I don't remember if I mentioned that already, but which was Mistborn, which is excellent. Uh, for sure, read that one. Um, Elantris is also good, but Mistborn is better, which is why I suggest that people start with Elantris so that they can actually gain an appreciation for Elantris first. Because what Olivia did is she read the, the, the Final Empire, which is the first Mistborn book, and then she read Elantris and was bored with Elantris. Well, yeah. I've heard that's a theme among people. Who... I, th I think uh, the thing is, I'm not sure how much I agree sneezing. with that. I don't know much how... It's kind of dusty up here. I'm not sure how much I agree with that that idea because... It's an attic. It is. It is. Kind of, kind of a dusty attic. What you might end up doing is, if the quality is not high enough, people will say, oh, is, is this what Brandon Sanderson's like quality of writing right. is? And then right. just drop it. You have it. to recognize that it is a first book. Right. But if you, But if you say something like... Oh, it's boring, and it's like I don't want to read further. And your first, your first, uh, your your first impression, kind of like how William Shatner's first impression of Red Letter Media was them on Nerd Crew pretending. Whose who's first impression? William Shatner. William Shatner's first impression oh, of Red Letter Media. There's a funny oh. video. About yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a hilarious video, but uh, it's not. Important. I've seen that recommended on my. It's worth watching. <laughs> it's twenty minutes, and we're this is a big recommendation. <laughs> I was gonna say we just name dropped it. Whatever. Eh, whatever. I mean, I don't. Yeah. We're a ton of hacks. The thing is, the problem that I've always seen... There's a guy I used to watch for video game reviews, and one of his, his uh, very consistent refrains was, like, oh, I'm told that this game or this series gets better, but if I have to slog through this opening part that's not fun to get to the good stuff, why would I do that when I could just play this other game that's fun from beginning to end? Mm -hmm. Well, except those games are few and far between yes um so but, it, and and it, there is the question of is it worth it yes you know for a lot of people would say that the wheel of time is a slog oh boy you got me you you really you do have me uh, fair enough it, and it would yet be you you to... would emphatically say it is worth every bit read it through it read it don't watch it don't watch the tv show well they haven't come out with well it's not coming out yet don't watch it it's going to be terrible well, uh, I can yeah. already tell. I, I'm risking. I'm risking my non-existent nobody's, cloud to nobody's, tell you right now it's going to be. Terrible. I would say the same thing <laughs> with the Shannara Chronicles. The, oh, yeah. I would. I would definitely not recommend people watch it, even though it. They had an interesting casting. Sort the of Chronicles. That's not Terry. No, oh. Terry Pratchett does Discworld. No, uh, uh, Terry, Terry Brooks. Terry Brooks. Yeah, yeah I knew it was Terry. Um, yeah, I was going to say Terry Goodkind, but that's uh, a different different author. Terry Bogard. <laughs> Terry Bogard. Are you okay? The three. The first three Terrys were actually authors that we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Terry Pratchett. All fantasy authors. Terry Goodkind, Bradley Pratchett, They cast their Gandalf-esque figure, who's Alanon, in the books. Uh, Have you read the books? Warlock, yeah. Um, they cast him as like a younger actor, and normally whenever they do that in shows, it kind of ruins the character, because it's like you're trying to transform the character into something that's appealing more towards a mass audience. But at the same time, the casting choice was somebody who loved the books, Manu Bennett, um, Funny enough, he plays Slade Wilson in um, Arrow, um, but he was a good druid. Like, and like, honestly, he he fit the character more than I think if they would have gotten like an old uh, uh, Ian McKellen type guy, you know, just to come in. But I was gonna say, casting choices for TV shows, I'm okay if they switch it from the original author if it's like for a reason. 
but from my research with the Wheel of Time show, it all does not look I don't, good. I don't think they respect the source material. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there's, there's no respect, but I would not recommend Sword Sonar in the same way because the books like are on. way different than the TV show and the books are way better. What'd you say, I said it seems like some weird stuff is going on with yes. their the way they're going about it mm -hmm. um that i'm not and they're switching fundamental elements same, too same like the point the... of view characters that they're putting right. at the forefront exactly. that weren't at the forefront in the books well the the it looks like they're making moraine kind of the main character which is kind of weird i understand why they want to do that they're taking the the sort of um sorceress character from the first book of wheel of time uh who acts as a sort of guide and they're they're kind of making the story more about her. I understand why they're doing that. She ends up doing a lot of the action in the first book. Mm -hmm. That's fair. You want to you want to make the the character who does the action the central figure. But she wasn't in the book, mm -hmm. and that's because she's more of a guide and not an action hero, which makes sense. I mean, she was in the book. She what? She was in the book. She was an action hero, but not, but like the thing not is not in the traditional sense. No, no, no. She, uh, she uh, maybe I should. They're trying to change the story to be an action story. Mm. It's not. It's a story about growth, personal growth, and fulfilling obligations. So before we get too far, wait, wait. I was gonna say this lends itself to actually my characters, the the conversation we're currently uh -huh. having. Well, I, I wanted to explain, because oh, yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, yeah, I had yeah, the Brandon ahead. Sanderson source material thing that I was going to... Oh, yeah, mention. you didn't tell that story. Right. Because Caleb uh, derailed us. That was I don't, me. I actually don't remember what <laughs> it, it was. It was probably me, actually. Uh, so he Insert was, clip of me derailing right here. So he, <laughs> it was Caleb's fault. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Robert Jordan died, uh, a number of you know fans wrote various positive articles and stuff about him, kind of odes to jordan uh well brandon sanderson wrote one i believe on his blog of some kind just talking about you know what he learned from robert jordan well one of robert jordan's wife's uh assistants was kind of compiling i think she was instructed to compile like nice things that people had said about jordan and she came across brandon sanderson and she's like she took it to i don't remember her name Robert Jordan's wife's name. Uh, his her first name is Harriet. Harriet. But I don't remember her last name. It wasn't Jordan. Right. It was like um, I'll call her Harriet then. So uh, she took him to Harriet and uh, was like, "Hey, have you read this? He this guy's an author." Because uh, she was on the lookout for somebody to to take Finish, up right. the the story because I think that was what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted uh, the story. Or finished. or he he left it up to her. To decide whether I think he wanted the story finished. I'm um, not sure. Yeah, some details I don't remember very well. And so uh, she called up uh, Tom Doherty, I think is his name, the tour publishing guy. Mm. And uh, she's like, "Hey, do you know anything about this guy, Brandon Sanderson?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, he's new author. He's pretty good." So he sends her Harriet hit uh, Sanderson's second book. Mistborn, the final empire. It was renamed. Uh, and she read it, she liked it, and she gave him a call. And long story short, she was like, do you want to write this? And at first he was like, what? 
you know, because he's a big fan. He's a starting writer. Yes. You know? and he'd he probably, been writing he for a long time, Jordan but he only just recently got... He probably well, views Jordan as larger than life at this point. Right, exactly. Uh, but his thought was, how many people are there are... How many people out there are huge fans of Robert Jordan who have read the books and are published epic fantasy, no like, authors? Yeah. And he's like, they're pretty rare. And so he figured... If not me, then who? Exactly. Um, he would rather do it and know that he did the best he could... Then to do the, justice then, to then it, let then the work to languish and not be completed. Yeah, give it a let somebody else do it, and fear that they you know know that it would be ruined, kind of thing. Um, so was that it, was his reason. Was the tone was way that, off? Like, like he like, did try to do it in a you know respectful manner, and that's really something I like about him is that you know regardless of who he's talking to or what he's talking about, he always seems to be respectful about it. Yeah. Did the tone stay consistent, even if necessarily, like, the plot elements weren't, like, things that you No, thought? I think the plot elements were there. It just felt that he recontextualized some bits. That's all. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be written, you know, from a different perspective, yeah. yes. you know, with different assumptions and yeah. perspectives. It's just that the reading some... With Robert Jordan, I could kind of get uh, used to his, his, his perspective and his priors and understand, okay, this is where he's coming from. I get that. With with um, Sanderson, it was like I had to relearn a new set of priors, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, this really takes me out of the story, and I realize, oh, it's a different guy writing. It's, it's jarring. Hard, it's yeah. hard for me to, yeah, it's jarring. That's all. I was gonna say, I I personally like. But yeah. What are your? Well, well, I'm a fan of like the fantasy genre. I tend to like stories that are like exist within fantasy settings, but aren't necessarily like grand fantasy epics. So like. Obviously, I like I like the Lord of the Rings films. Never read the books. I want to read the books eventually. Um, so, and I like the scope of it. Kind of the idea of you know the, this band of heroes going to Mount Doom to cast the ring in the fire. And I know it's far more complex than that. But I'm just saying, like, um, I like stories that exist within. Say as far as fantasy goes, it's not complex. Well, but there's a lot to the world. Obviously, the world building is very, very. The world's complex. complex yeah, for yes, sure. yes. Um, but I kind of like those stories that exist in it. So I'm. As far as characters are concerned, I know this is going to be like, like people are going to be like, oh, it's because you played the Witcher games. I really do like Geralt and Yennefer. Are oh, I have to read those. Phenomenal. They're now, on the list. now, like the thing about the Witcher books that I find very interesting is it's it's really about a family. You know, we've talked about this before. It's about a family it's in about a fantasy. Family, and that's what it's really all about. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Fisher. Well, yeah, it's it. <laughs> Carrie Fisher yeah. was in like the trailer for uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah, she was she's like, like it's, it's about uh -oh. family. It's about family, and it's like, how much cocaine have you done? Like immediately prior to recording. Well, there's a famous uh, scene I saw recently um, in Return of the Jedi where she puts her hand on Han's shoulder, and she's got the coke now, and you can see it. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually cause she was doing coke at the time, so she had the long fingernails, so she could. You know. Anyway, that's besides the point. But, it was the 70s. They were all doing coke. Yeah. Um, well, actually, 80s. If by, by Return of the Jedi, would have been. It for some 80s. reason, I think we're talking about, like, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, no. Or, like, yeah. Now, she'd already done everything by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's already messed up enough. Um, well, the doctor's like, like Gary, you, you, you can't yeah, you keep can't doing all this speed. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's killing you. I gotta do it. But I gotta, I gotta do, do it. it. But it's about family. Doing cocaine mm -hmm. with the family. Family, yeah. <laughs> 
sure. It's like, Carrie, what do you you, think you're though? 75 years old. What do you think a Han Solo's dice were made of? Straight up Coke. When you go off the deep end and everybody looks at you. I mean, you don't make sense anyway, so... Anyway... Just keep going about what you're the other uh, thing. Geralt and Yennefer are my two characters because... Oh, wait, like, it was about ev- this? Never mind. Every, every I story... his name was Gerald. I hate you. <laughs> Ger- Gerald of River. Yeah. <laughs> every story I come back to... <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> the Witcher Jerry. <laughs> Can you tell we I'm have contempt for Caleb? <laughs> I'm just going to pause and take a breather. No, but... I liked your thoughts. <laughs> His, but his I, I found he myself every time I read a new book coming back to those character characters in uh, particularly to be very refreshing just because they're not like it's not your cliche um like bro dude monster hunter or chivalrous knight that's going out like he's got an ethical code but at the same time he's very Do like you know when those books were written I, I thought it was early I thought it was early aughts mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking Okay, that was, that was just the general. Hey, the other thing I like about them too, I was just gonna say the, their connection to each other. That's the other thing too. Like certain certain characters don't. That's getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> certain characters don't like like yes, they play off each other well in narratives, but it's not like I don't know, just their interplay, the interplay between them. Their discussions, um, right. the dialogue that goes on—it's very like fun, enjoyable, um, and also that they're kind of like toxic for each other. But at the same time, like at the end, they like end up getting back together and like working out their issues. And the fact that they had to like take on this adopted daughter and protect her, and there's that element as well. I like spoiling the entire book. Yeah. Apparently oh, if you don't know the gist of that, then I, I'm I mean, sorry. I, I haven't no, played any the, of the games. I mean, they're not. I mean, well-known I, books. They're... I've played Witcher three for like the, two books... hours, the opening two hours, and then I was like, I have to play the other games. I have to read the books to understand what's happening. So the, the books the are the one. books aren't as well known. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to go into the details because thank you I for mean, pulling me back. I played from that, the first but... game, and Yennefer's not even in the game. Ooh. Yeah, well, she's not the first one. She's not even in the first short story. You know. Hmm. Yeah, that's I mean... what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's it's in a way that's accurate to the books as well. It's not, it's not like one of those book series where it's like out of the gate they throw everything at you because that annoys me as well when they're like, well, we got to catch their attention, we got to catch the use of t-. like young adult novels. Oftentimes we'll do that. Yeah, like the like yeah. the trashy fantasy novels that they told you to read in school or well, suggested you read. What I don't, fairs. what I dislike is how they they feel the need to establish yeah. that that they're. <laughs> you didn't have that problem. But. I, I dislike how a lot of a lot of fantasy stories feel the need to establish their setting. Uh, as quickly as possible, and so they just throw these these just these uh, well-known ideas at you, but there's no explanation, there's no grounding for it. So it's like, well, how come your civilization is, is like a lot like Rivendell? Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, well, because you know what Rivendell is. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go with the other problem that fantasy novels have, where they, because such a big uh, premise of or. Uh, I guess a hallmark of fantasy is the fact that it is a fictional world, and so that it's almost a character of its own. Mm-hmm. So explaining it and you know wondering in the world that you're in is part of you know the experience of reading it. And so I thought you were going to say that the mention the other problem that fantasy novels tend to have, which is uh, the technical term is info dump, where it's just they tell you you know page after page about 
you know, the world itself. That's my one... Without anything actually happening. That's it's my just one describing issue things. It's with, like reading a wiki. That's my one issue with, um... Uh... Uh, Sapowski, I believe. Sapowski. Uh, Andrei Sapowski is the author Andre, of, uh, of yeah, the Andre, Witcher series. Uh, Sapowski. Yeah. He's um, a Polish dude. My one issue is the... It, the books can get sometimes info-dumpy. That's... that. It's interesting that you brought that up. Because that's one of my, like critiques of the series part of this is because bit. it's a written medium and he can't just show you a picture and be like this is what it is this is how it works you see the system this is how the system works he has to explain the system and it's usually pretty exploratory and that's when the works books work the best is when like Geralt's just going through a town and then it describes you know why the town's there and stuff and it, it actually plays into like the process what's of him going there yeah. and what's happening and it's like that makes sense you know, it, you know it, and that's how they describe some of the monsters too like it's like Geralt's on a hunt and it's like you don't know because, at, especially because some of the uh, monsters are, like, real in mythology, but, like, they're so unfamiliar to us because it's, like, Eastern European. Um, so it still th feels exotic. So, it's, yes, it feels exotic. And it's, like, Geralt has to have a special tool or something to take out this monster. And you're, like, why would he need that? And then it goes into the lore behind it. It's, like, that's how it builds up. The, mm. That's what's interesting, too, because of the fact of Geralt's profession. You get these weird creatures that he's fighting sometimes where you're just, like, what? And I, I, I love that mm. element as well. It's actually kind of funny that you mentioned The Witcher because uh, it. I've been while I've been reading the, the Rhythm of War. It's actually just Rhythm of War. There's mm -hmm. no the. Um, or could be in the text, but there's nothing on the cover. Uh, you were reading a copy of the Rhythm <laughs> of War. You were reading. You were reading yes. one of the copies of yes. Rhythm of War. Yes. <laughs> I, I snuck the the, the in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. Anyway. Shut up. All right. Just um, shut up. <laughs> All right. The, I'm sure your joke, like, really landed with the audience. No, uh, or it didn't. You <laughs> both. Because it didn't land with me. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can tell. Um, it's like the uh, Milan Musk rocket that landed and then immediately blew up. Milan Musk? The Milan. <laughs> I, know, that's what I, was I said Elon. I didn't say Milan. You said, said Milan. Milan. No, I didn't. When I said Melon Musk. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just gotta fix the landing a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Smelly yeah. husk. Keep going. Uh, I, so that was a long diversion for me just to say that I've been listening to the Witcher TV show soundtrack mm. while reading the book. Like that was that the was Witcher my TV choice. soundtrack's pretty uh, interesting. I, I like. There's. I love it. Um, it's. What's the What's the beer? There's a song that's beer something. And something. It's like a tavern song. Oh, I, I, no ah. idea. Um, mostly, mostly the Geralt of Rivia. Oh, yeah. Toss a coin to your Witcher. The Last Rose of Sintra. And, and of course, a lot of the, I, I'm not talking about the, the, the ballads, mm -hmm. aside from toss, toss a Coin to Your Witcher and The Last Rose of Fin mm -hmm. Sintra uh, and Song of the White Wolf. Mm -hmm. um, all of those are pretty. Pretty good. I actually can't read very well while I'm listening to a song with words. Mm -hmm. So I'm really talking about the soundtrack portion. Yes. The, the, yeah. Um, but it's got... Well, it... Okay, so there's actually a soundtrack. It, it, it's like a film score, mm -hmm. but it's for the Stormlight Archive books. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's called Kaladin, which is one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the the premise behind this film score, book score, is that they were, they said that you've got 
There's so many, like, take Lord of the Rings, for instance. You listen to the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack, film score. But as you're listening to it, you're thinking most often of the actors in the movie. <clears throat> so they thought, hey, what if we had a film score of sorts for a book so that you can have the cool music to go along with it, but your own envisioning of the characters and what they're doing without having to subconsciously tie in all of these, you know, actors who really aren't, you know, the true characters in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so that was the premise behind this. And so I actually have that soundtrack and I do not, I'm I would, <laughs> I would listen to it while reading, like I listened to it while reading Oathbringer, which is the second, third, third mm -hmm. book. And why do you switch to the Witcher soundtrack with? Well, the the Kaladin soundtrack is so familiar that I wanted to switch it up to something different. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, the Witcher soundtrack that's cool, mm -hmm. um, and it's different. Mm -hmm. And so my my problem when I'm listening to music is if it's too familiar, I start listening to it mm -hmm. as opposed to doing what I'm doing. So it needs to be unfamiliar. Like mm -hmm. I've reached that point with. Uh, the Tenet soundtrack to where it's too familiar now. Yes. Uh, I start listening to it and jamming. Mm. Yeah. That, that, I was going to say my problem to, to, to pull back a little bit, my, my issue with the Witcher series, not that I don't like the TV show because I do enjoy it, is that I think they might be trying too hard to make it into an epic fantasy series whenever it's meant to be more of a smaller scale. Like when you actually read the novels, there is like elements of there's this force going on in the background which i'm sure when i get further in the novels that'll become like the mainstay of what the conflict is but especially for the the first few books and i'm not going into details here i'm just saying like generally speaking they're smaller stories about the three characters and what they're getting involved with and the sh the show because it's like coming after game of thrones and other you know fantasy epic fantasy right. series well i see it as them just yeah. trying to be game of thrones well the thing is they they it's it's like you, you can't do that. The show didn't force it too much because there are elements of um, the book that are pretty epic towards the beginning and epic proportions because really the characters are dealing with the fallout of one of the major right, events. Right. But at the same time, like you should not mold it to where it's like... You got to keep the spirit of the show, and that's why I'm hoping Don't in the force second it into season that it's not. Yeah, I'm hoping the second season focuses on those smaller scale stories mm -hmm. with the characters because that's what Sapolsky does with the character work. That's what he's really good at. When he reads books, it's like... Um, it's the world building is cool, but you're really there for the character. He's more of a character driven author. And so I hope the show sticks to that because that's for some reason, all shows think they have to be these large scale epic battles, regardless if they're sci-fi fantasy or whatever. And it's like, you don't have to do that to tell a good story. You can have a really good smaller scale story, you know? So I wanted to make a note on the, the soundtrack the Witcher soundtrack mm -hmm. versus the video game soundtrack because video game soundtrack is pretty good too. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a specific reason why I'm listening to the show's soundtrack over the, the games. Mm -hmm. They're both cool, but something I wanted to avoid is video game music has this certain kind of repetitive quality. It's mm -hmm. made to be I guess you could say cyclical in that you it 
you know, doesn't change too much because it has to be playing for a long period of time. You know, as you're trotting across this field, it can, you know, loop or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and you can't have it, you don't want it to be distracting, like as if there's something going on. Because that's another thing that happens in video games with the music is that they are, um, they work as like signifiers. They're, they're signs that something's happening. Um, so, you know, like boss music starts playing when a boss is nearby. Um, and so other music, you have to like level out all the other music and not make it too interesting. Otherwise, you know, you'll confuse your player. And so there's this other dynamic to video game music that I did not want that I actually find distracting or too repetitive. And I actually end up finding the music less interesting i i, I like even the, though it might work in the game i was gonna itself. say i like the concept of pairing music with reading i personally couldn't do that it's, it's different for everybody obviously but my reading processes especially if i'm going to be reading like a fantasy novel that i'm interested in i had to sit down in a quiet room nothing else maybe a drink to the side but me just sitting and reading to focus in on what's happening because i don't want to like miss any details or anything like that i and that's just personally how i read i can't just read in an environment where there's noise because some people go to coffee shops to read i could never do that i can never go to a public place and read i have to like be by myself slap slap down a book and just open it up and go and that's why i can't do digital books as well audio books i feel like i could get into but as far as just reading off a kindle it's like you're just gonna get distracted with other stuff it's like for me reading is insular like i go to a quiet room where there's nothing else going on and no technology, my phone's in the other room, and I sit down and read a book. And like I said, it's different. For you, it, it enhances your process, but I feel like if I had any music going on in the background, even if it was created to pair with the book, I don't feel like I'd be able to focus on the actual reading. I'd focus too much on the mm -hmm. music. So I find I have a different balance, where, or rather there is like a... I, I won't say what it's like, I guess, a uh, spectrum where either it needs to be like totally quiet or enough noise to where it's not distracting. Where it's like, it's just white noise. Oh, you know, so coffee shop, it's sure it's kind of quiet, but you've got music, you've got people doing stuff, you got, um, you know, people walking in and out. It's, it's enough noise to where it's not distracting. Um, generally speaking. So I have actually read it like coffee shops before. Mm -hmm. um, How cosmopolitan well, of you. I would say, what about you, but Andrew, as far as you I, I do also like the, the isolation aspect of, you know, oh. being in a room by myself with no noise. But if it's like, you know, someone walking in and out every now and then, that's distracting. And so you could put on music to where to it's, the it's enough it's enough distraction so that if there's somebody walking in and out, it's not too, that's less distracting than the music is. Yeah. It's funny because I'm like the whack, the wacko, bizarro world nut job version of both of you. I, <laughs> I read most often on lunch break in my car with the music blaring and it's video game soundtracks. <laughs> as I'm reading it's like that's how I read as, as I'm eating lunch I'm eating I'm, lunch the music is blaring it's oh, like video game eat. boss music and I'm reading I can't eat that's so bad I like I think it's that way with me eating is hard but I can do it yeah. Th this sounds weird and I'm not trying to say that I'm like better because of this but when I consume media so he's better yeah, because of this 
when I consume media and I really want to intake it and like take it in, you can't be consuming anything else like a meal. No, I can't be eating. When it comes to intake, you can only only one no, no, no. sort of when thing you, at a time. Yes, you can only consume <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing. I do. His intake no, no, no. is limited. You think it's a joke? To, uh, his intake is limited to media, not not calories. No, I eat. I eat before well, I watch a TV show. They're on the same same level. Yes. So it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's like eating two music, meals. You can't do it. Book, food, <laughs> air. <laughs> I can't breathe when I read, man. He, he, can't, he can't walk and chew gum. Yeah. What, that's a that's a. Uh, <laughs> I with with the reading though, like in particular, and like that? watching a movie or TV show. If I really want to focus on something, nothing. It's like I'm just there. Oh, I couldn't have a TV show playing in the background. No, no, I'm saying when I'm watching a TV show. <laughs> if I care about the TV show, nothing. I mean, I wouldn't be me playing music watching while it. watching a TV show. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I watch TV Usually, show, I like to have another TV show. No, nobody. <laughs> no, no. I mean, nobody in the room. No, Can you I don't eat want you to talk a to TV me. Show? Hey, if if we're watching a movie like as a joke, like if we're gonna joke and make fun of it, sure, I can have people <laughs> in the room. But if I want to well, focus well, on a movie, can you eat and watch and watch a movie? Not if I want to be focused Ooh, on it. Okay, so it. See, the thing is, he really does. He he's only capable of intaking one focus? thing at a time. Yes, it does. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Eat. Eating reduces now, your it, focus, it, Caleb. Because <laughs> I'm focused on the food's flavor. I'm not gonna be. <laughs> I'm never that focused on the food I'm eating. And that's what like, I'm saying. No, but I'm, I'm being truthful. Now, if it's an episode... He's just sitting here with his bowl of ice cream. Mm. Oh, wait, what did that guy say? What did he say? This mint chocolate chip, man. Mm, that top note, that cream. Mm. If, it, if, it, if there's an episode premise that I'm not as, like, gun-ho about, then I won't. But if I if, if, if it's just, like, I'll, I might have a drink, but I will not eat. It has, if to, be, I'm it has to be flavorless water. <laughs> you know, it's literally a brand of water called Flavorless. Like, oh, we reduce the flavor even more than actual water. It's just flat, mm. stale water. Yeah. The, the company Nothing comes out with a brand of water. Yeah. Nothing water. <laughs> Nothing water, yeah. I'm serious about that, though. I have to be focused on something. I can't. It's like, get that distraction out of here. That food can distract you from a movie. Water I'm trying him. to. If it's like popcorn, other people in the room okay, distract him. But I'm popcorn watching. Would be more the distracting Witcher. than me. No, if I'm eating it, but like if other people are eating it, no. <laughs> he's, uh, somebody walks into a theater with some popcorn. He's like, no, and he just snacks it out of their hand. Avenger, like, let's take an example for Avengers Endgame. Sit there quietly I didn't and say nothing. I, I didn't drink for four hours beforehand, and I didn't get a drink or food beforehand, and I sat in a seat away from other people he, in the theater. He thing. is with with other people eating popcorn. He's he reacts to that the same way as other people do to like people on their phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you do you mind? People I, eat their I, popcorn. Is like quiet down. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can hear them crunching. Uh, this brings up an interesting yeah, story. My friend was like, "I want to tell you a secret." We were at the movie theater one time. He's like, "You know how to get your popcorn really buttery?" And you know the butter dispensers, the uh, no. popcorn. They have butter dispensers for popcorn, so you already have your buttery popcorn, and then you can pour more. But he stuck it up in it, which is like the most disgusting thing when you think about it. Because where's the butter spout then? And it goes down into the... And he Someone's just fills it up. He's like, this it. is how you get it in the middle of your popcorn. And I'm like, maybe if you wiped it off before, but even then, yeah, yeah. it's so well, disgusting. I mean, like, well, what? If people were like drinking it, you know, just like... I did that with a ketchup dispenser in high school. Somebody's like I was like, I so that, that's where that, that's that's where his mouth. reticence comes from. He understands because he's done it himself. Mm-hmm. Projection. I didn't put my mouth on it though. It's not no. like I was like slurping it. It's like I literally put my head underneath it. And he actually it. pumped it down with his head while it was in his mouth. 
Uh, <laughs> now that we're off the rails, yeah, oh boy, I did have a story I wanted to share about my oh, camping yes, yes. trip. So, oh, great. my friend, my friends and I go. It's me, my friend, and his girlfriend, and we set up our camp. And <laughs> there, <laughs> what? Uh, my friend, his girlfriend, and I. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's, no, that's not it. Just keep going. Anyway. So we get to the campsite. I, I'll admit I wasn't paying attention. I was distracted. Okay, you got it. <laughs> That's all I can think of. But keep going. Uh, anyway, so we get to the campsite, and the dog, they have a dog as well. We brought Flynn, and he's hes about 40 pounds, and he's just barking, like, at, constantly at the woods. And it gets super annoying. Like, imagine this for three hours. And you're just like, what is going on? Barking and we literally, I'm not joking about this. We're like, we're going to put him in his box in the car. And he's going to sleep in there tonight. And so we put With the windows there. rolled down, right? Yes. And when we got to make sure that PETA doesn't come after us. Oh, boy. Um, Though they'd probably be then, upset at you for having a pet in the first place. Before we yeah. did, we the noticed even that when, what Even was... though it's not your pet. <laughs> like, they want to euthanize it. You're an enabler to people owning an animal. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, he was barking at raccoon up a tree, right? Just a sing mm -hmm. single raccoon. So we saw it, and it just slowly climbed down, you know, and went away. That's how a raccoon climbs. No, it does. It does. That's how it climbed down the tree. <laughs> I'm not joking. And so we're Doing like, okay, salsa. the issue is solved <laughs> because, you know, the raccoons aren't going to come close. Do a little pole dance. And we just heard, and like, like, like noises and like animals fighting. And we throughout the the rest of the night so we're talking like it's probably like 10 o'clock now raccoons start coming from everywhere and we put all the food up and there's like one raccoon two raccoon three raccoons and they get closer and closer to our camp to the point where we're around this fire ring and there's trees right next to us and there's a raccoon like like i would say three or four feet away just like looking at us and we're like why are you here like right outside the glow of the fire imagine like three or four bdis just staring at you and two nice. cats would go along with them too it's like the cats and the raccoons are buddies because every time they show up and try <laughs> to get food they were there united gang and warfare against the intruders they were freaky like they were genuinely freaky and the cats are the raccoons the raccoons so we left so the cats were okay i don't know the cats were freaky as well because when they showed up <laughs> they were like the heralds of the raccoons like mm. Um, <laughs> just showing the... The, the bald ears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we drove to go, like, see Actually, if we as get, cats, I'm sure their ears were not bald. Get more firewood, and we get back to the campsite, and there's, like, ten raccoons just chilling at our campsite. Just <laughs> relaxing there. Like, <laughs> a raccoon's leaned up against the log like this. So hey, as, hey, as soon Jerry, as our lights go... Oh, here they come. As soon as our lights go... Get the trash! <clears throat> as soon as our lights go, they all scatter. At one point, one went under the wheel of the car. It was, like, trying to hide when we ran away from it. And my friend tried to, like, back up his vehicle and hit it. But then it wasn't there. after us, then. Um, this is the scariest part of the night, though. This is what I'm building to. So these raccoons have been around our tent for a while now. We've tried to get them away. We've put away the food. We've tried to, you know, throw just rocks the direction to scare them away. But they keep coming closer and closer and closer. And there's this big fat like one under my friend's car. Deep. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I, we have this big fire log. And my friend, he didn't tell me he was going to do this. But we were both looking at the raccoon. He chucks the log. And we have a flashlight, right? Um, he chucks the log and it hits it right in the head like That's head and neck area well we heard <laughs> and then it ran back into the woods but like it jumped towards us first and we were like whoa 
whoa and there's a neighbor in a camper and he came out and he's like what was that noise we know you had raccoons because he was concerned the whole night too because imagine like one tent and then one camper in the whole campground and then they're all coming in and i think like i know he nailed that raccoon and we were like okay they're never going to come back and then like five minutes later they started coming back so we just gave up you know the food was up and everything else but that was like the, one of the scariest moments of my life like middle of the night raccoons looking at us like and then we chuck the log and then it just like it runs back so we ended up buying a bb gun the rapper raccoons <laughs> so where next time we go camping we'll be able to unload on the raccoons if they come nearby but because it's not legal to have a gun but it's acceptable to have a bb gun in a state Man. state park area you should probably bring so what i sometimes see on on uh, on amazon is like they sell these hunting and fishing spears oh like, boy just bring a spear actually if you bring we figured out policy if you bring a, you know you were arguing you can't bring uh, a spear couple gun. episodes that you are more humane than he was I was last episode, I think, right? Was that last? No, episode? that was there was two episodes ago. Two you, episodes ago. Yeah, you can't bring Caleb's. a spear gun into a state park if it's loaded. You should have set the murder of Caleb's on him. See, the thing is, is it's that illegal to bring a spear gun that's loaded into a state Caleb park. Caleb did. Caleb didn't care a if he killed spear animals. Spear gun. Spear gun. Yeah, you can have it unloaded. <laughs> Caleb you... didn't care that he that he mur that he murdered. Animals. I did care. I you act like I don't care car? when I hit that block of birds. Car? On I the did. way, but a, a, a murder of Caleb's just minding its own business, and Caleb <laughs> just murders them because he's Caleb. The thing is, I'm talking about animals that are threatening. The rapper raccoons. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 Hip hop? Oh no, you gotta they're die now. They're not threatening in the sense of you couldn't take them out. They're threatening in the sense of they have diseases. That's that's why they're bad. <clears throat> you have no idea what the thing is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could have totally justified. That's why because the, their dog could have taken it out, but we didn't want him to get scratched up or get sick. He'd been vaccinated with different stuff, but still, don't you know he, he was vaccinated with rabbis? Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say COVID. I was gonna say the the. the, the, the I was gonna say the, the dog. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I used the the preposition with. Because mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. You you aren't vaccinated. Your friend's dog has autism now because he got vaccinated. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he's he's a pretty silly dog. I would not be surprised if he had something. Uh, he's just manic now. Well, I, I think mean, Caleb bit his dog, and that's why his dog's going crazy now. Oh, wow, right. <laughs> no, but I definitely want a Caleb dog. That's what I figured out. Eventually. You want a dog? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. How cool would that be, reading a book with a dog at your feet? Just Do I get to use the dog as a foot? Your dog can actually be very distracting while you're reading. It's not Speaking a cat. Personal experience. It, it, it's not, yes, it's not, if it's, he comes up and sniffs your face. It's yes. also, But it's not as bad as a cat. If he's big enough to sniff your face, like... While he's standing on the ground and you're in a seated position, yeah, he'll do. I mean, it. we all know though, like you're typing on the keyboard and the cat like starts walking on the keyboard because it wants right. your attention. Right. Imagine like the cat doing that to your book. Cats are disgusting. Mm. Just kidding. He does kind of do that too. I want to take off your neck beard. No, is disgusting. No, people take off. This is not a neck beard. I'm looking at the on your neck. That's disgusting. Should be, <laughs> should, should be neater. No, this is the thing. Our our dogs or get a haircut you're I've disgusting heard, i've heard I how you how, can like, tell the difference out of between... context that just kind of seems like you just start targeting caleb's neck beard <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, that's disgusting <laughs> you're talking about cats being disgusting you're the disgusting one i to say that <laughs> i've heard that like cat people don't disparage dogs all the time but dog people will disparage cat cats but i don't necessarily agree with that 
I'm sorry. I know, Which part? I, I know you're saying, like, when you say cat people and dog people, you mean people who like <laughs> cats and dogs. All I can think of is Elon Musk's, like, genetically engineered cat girls comment thing. <laughs> That's oh, all I, I don't remember. Oh, well, I was thinking of something different. No, someone was you like... Mean, you mean Melon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Melon yeah. Musk? Yeah, I'm sorry. Melon Musk retweeted some, like, fake headline from an article and it was like bioengineering oh, cat people yeah we're we're bio we're bio and genetically engineering cat girls and 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 melon musk was like that sounds pretty awesome actually i should do that there's actually <laughs> a tv show i watch called close enough and there's a, bi a genetically engineered dog boy in one episode that's a hybrid between a boy and a dog i um, never would have guessed and the thing is the lady it's actually the, a hybrid between a dog and a boy, not a boy and a dog. The mad scientist boy. who boy, genetically dog. engineered uh, like people animal hybrids was doing it so that they could star in animal themed buddy comedy movies. So oh, it was a very it was a very I, I was, funny episode. I, see, it's I, was, a I was expecting series. I was expecting the reason that the movies be much more uh, different. I was expecting the movie the most. Oh different. no! I'm just saying. Furries. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, that's generally the reason. I had to why bring Brian there because he wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> that's that's, that's generally why people. When I got that. lost somewhere along the way between here and Dog Boy. I don't. <laughs> no, but it's hilarious because he like he he got a degree from like a he escaped and the got a degree did. from a university, but it wasn't like uh, uh, SULA. So he wanted to. Uh, What's SULA? Or, or what is it? Uh, What's the Southern California? UCLA. UCLA. <laughs> yeah, S uh, no, no, there's an S one. What's the S California University? The uh, SLU. What? I, have no I don't know. Do Whatever. I look like I'm there's, from there's, California. There's UC Berkeley. There's UCLA. Do I sound like I'm from California? There's a different one. Whatever. Anyway, I look like I would be caught dead in California. He's sad because he's trying to run away from the <laughs> person who genetically injured and engineered him, and he can't complete his like college degree, and what he wants to do. It, it, it's pretty. It's pretty trippy show. I like it quite a bit. So, like, what is this show again? I don't, uh, close I don't enough. Even, it's oh. made by JG Quintel. Oh, guy yeah, made regular show. Oh, and it's uh, animated. Yeah, that I think that was the part that I missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a real life For dog reason, boy would I be also thought it was live action. Well, I thought I thought I, he mentioned somewhere it was like a documentary or something <laughs> like that. I, I just that? need to stop talking because whatever I talk, you guys don't understand what I say. Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, this is a complete non sequitur, <laughs> but I feel like we're kind of done with this topic. Oh yeah. Fine. So I was now that we've cleared up the animated. Yeah, not animated. That, 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 yeah, that non Live action documentary dog boy. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to learn that some stupid. He went to Sula. Yeah, Sula. He went to Sula and he, he learned from Sulu. <laughs> That's a Star Trek reference. That's Dana. Uh, <laughs> I do feel connected to Star Trek characters. Next I Generation do. feels like coming home every time I watch an episode. Same thing with TOS. Um, feels like coming home. Sorry, had to say that, but because earlier he said he extended it, it. it's it's, it's totally it's totally true. Every, every oh, time I'll I say it for the podcast. I started. <laughs> I know I mentioned it before already, but I wanted to share it. Um, so I started Star Trek Beyond because mm -hmm. it was on Amazon Prime for free and stuff. Uh, and as you know, I'm also watching the original series with Olivia, and. Just the original series is better. I know. It's, I'm, I glad, I'm glad. I don't know if it's... It's the dialogue. The, like, I like Chris Pine and uh, Carl Urban, not Keith Urban. 
Yeah. And Keith, Zachary Quinto. Keith Urban doctor would be so weird. Is, is Keith Urban the guy who was the 2016 Robocop? No, he's no, an Australian country singer. singer. Yeah. So Carl Urban was the Judge Dredd. Carl Urban was one of the writers of Carl Rohan. Urban was Aomer in Lord of the Rings. Was Carl Urban Judge Dredd? I have no yes, idea. Yes, he was Dredd. Oh, okay, okay. Caleb he looks way different the, without the helmet. Yeah, Carl Urban. Uh, sorry, Caleb and I watched the. <laughs> Carl Urban and I. You know, <laughs> we sat down and watched Judge Dredd with. I, I know. I know Carl. Okay, Ka- Caleb Urban guy. and that was a good movie for low Keith budget. Dredd. There's stuff we didn't like about it, but I mean, for a low budget sci-fi film, I think it was pretty cool. It had uh, Lena. Who's Aimer? He's one of the writers He's of Rohan, the son of Theoden. Oh, or uh, nephew. Nephew of Theoden. You were you were going to There's say fantasy connection. Were you going to say Lena Dunham? No, no. Theoden's, Leah Theoden's sister son. Hedy. Hedy. Yeah, from Game I of Thrones. Like, who plays yeah, Lena Dunham was was was, was in, in the as the main 2016 Judge Dredd. Like, oh no, not Lena Dunham, Wait, please. What? The person who play the the lady who plays Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones was in Judge Dredd. So there's a oh, fantasy connection. Oh, you're kind of six degrees of to Kevin Bacon. Yes. Kind of connection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Continue. What was I talking about? Oh, uh, well, I was talking oh, about there, Star Trek Oh, wrong person. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going senile. It's because he took the Vienna mug. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start with the Vienna mug. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't see a cocaine Didn't nail on him. Carrie Fisher. Right? Yeah. Carry um, on, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> can't because she's dead anyway oh my so i don't have anything against the actors i actually like them as actors quite a bit in Mm -hmm. other things that i've seen them in yes heroes for zachary quinto um lord of the rings and for carl urban and um other things for quite a bit chris pine um outlaw king really good uh but i i think i think the problem is the writing the dialogue J.J. Abrams. That is good. Like, there's something more philosophical and almost it's intellectual. It's not Star Trek. While, it's not Star well, Trek. Star Trek Beyond almost seems too, uh, like, casual and modern. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now, I don't know if that's it's all the, the I don't know if it's the 50 years difference, or 60 yeah, years difference. Yeah, people have become less intelligent in 50 years. Well, no, the, the way they talk has changed. No, I'm saying the writing, generally speaking, I think, I mean, this is a very. I don't broad think there's an, anything inherent about being newer that makes it less intelligent. As far as Star Trek, yes, though, no. like as a, uh, I would say motives behind making a Star Trek. Yeah, sure. Yes, seeing it, as it, the original series was an original TV show, whereas Star Trek Beyond is, we are building off of something that is already established. Yes. Um. So yeah. Sorry for the way different. Um, for sure. But I would say the feel, though, the original feel is still retained in Next Generation, and it's still retained in, um, uh, to a certain extent, it it's, is. It's too weird action-y movie. I don't know. It's that, no, that's what I'm saying. In the movies, I they're action movies. Like they're sci-fi action movies. They are not Star Trek films. There's a difference between sci-fi, um, like, action plot, like, oh, there's this person going to blow up this. Let's go save it. It's like, that's not Star Trek. Star Trek is discovery. Star Trek is like going out. It's showing the best of humanity interacting with the bizarre outside world. It's about discovery. That's what it's about. Not the TV well, show. More the like TV show just stinks. Just I was about to say. But it, it, it's funny enough, that show, the ship's called Discovery, but it's not about that. It's about stupid action plot. So that's what I'm saying. Um, 
TV show could just be called Star Trek Stupid Action, action Plot. Plot. That's what the ship's name is. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Action Plot. A one. The USS Stupid Action Plot. <laughs> yeah. Get on board the SAP now. <laughs> well, yeah, but at its baseline, it's, it's about. I'm sure there's lots of SAP in the movie. It's about the, the best too. of humanity going up against alien threats or alien worlds or discovering new things. This, it, it's about exploration. The Star Trek extent. as a whole, yes. like the essence. Of yes, the, yes. Well, it seems to be more, uh, you know, humanity itself, and you yeah, know, yeah. the interaction between, uh, you know, aliens and humans, you know, gives. Uh, well, so the aliens they often tend to have kind of this primary attribute mm-hmm. that they lean towards. You know, Vulcans with their logic. You know, mm-hmm. and so what they do is that they play off human, like they take humanity. You know, human characters, Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. who's kind of the, the prime human of sorts. And, um, you know, Parrot ha- has has him have a conversation and interact with, you know, a Vulcan. And it's a reflection and of humanity. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's what, you know, what makes us human. Well, the or, first episode of Next Generation is literally Picard on trial for humanity. Right. By Q. And so it's it's really just about humanity facing up against, you know different attributes yeah taken to the extreme andrew's just over there like picking at my finger because i don't know what's going on <laughs> you've been rather you, yes there's been there's been two stages of this conversation where you and i have been very quiet you've you you were more quiet around the and star trek and both I was of them were a while quiet I was around the, the book. i'm listening don't worry i'm listening but i wanted to tell a little little short non-sequitur story i, I want to yeah, non-sequitur please <clears throat> you're, um, you're a fan favorite yeah people love andrew they say you're the hot one. <laughs> My comment was serious. <laughs> I'm surprised at both comments, but anyway. <clears throat> For different reasons, I hope. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, one of the... I work in retail, so I'm not I'm not no high roller. I mean, I'm in this ad... Uh, that's not, that's a, not, not, not an indictment on you or your... You know, this is actually a set, but okay. Um, however... One of my jo- one of my jobs is to clean the bathrooms at this at this retail store where I work. Um, <laughs> the thing is that we have both men and distracted. Yeah, I know we have men's and women's restrooms because you know, duh. Standard. Um, and when I clean the men's restroom, there's no problem, obviously, because I'm a man. Clean the men's restroom, no big deal. When I when I dirty. when I clean the women's restroom, it is, but that's partially because of bad plumbing really bad place there's there's like three mm. three stalls and one of the stalls is always wet around the toilet because like whenever you flush it like some of it leaks oh, out it's terrible God. it's just terrible i hate it and some customers think they're helping by taking toilet paper and like putting it on the floor no you're making it worse because <laughs> they gotta pick up wet toilet paper because now yeah. i have to clean that up too so please just don't do anything just, just leave it um uh, that wasn't what I was talking about, We're though. We're to philosophy. Because when I, I'm cleaning the women's restroom, I have this cart. And I have this cart, and it has urinal screens on it. It has, you know, glass cleaner for cleaning, like, the, 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 I heard urinal the faucets. That's how you know it's uh, And then, you know, just to... It's clogged. Anyway, Ew, gross. Uh, yeah, you know, glass cleaner for for cleaning the mirrors and the faucets, uh, toilet cleaners, you know, just for cleaning the seats and and the the bowls and all that. Um, and so what I do is to let customers understand 
and so they're not surprised when they open the door and they see a man in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you is... cross-dress. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, no. He's got his fair skirt underneath the cart. Oh! He's just, like, slapping it on. No, what I do is I, I, I prop the door open. <laughs> Fellow employees. Andrew, what are you doing? <laughs> they catch you in the middle of putting a skirt on and they're like, getting ready to clean the bathrooms. What do you expect? <laughs> I, I have now decided I want to be known as Andrea. I have always lived my life as Switch a Switch out your name tag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I prop the door open with the cart. And the idea is like... Standard. Yeah, it's like you, you see the doors is is, is a jar. Mm -hmm. um, there's a cart full of cleaning materials on it. And customers will sometimes walk up and be like, Excuse me, uh, how long is this going to be? Or like, can I, can I come in there and use it? And usually it's like, uh, maybe like five minutes. Or like, yeah, yeah, there's no stall here that I'm done with. So, okay, fine. Um... Twice now, customers have just walked in, uh. and I'm in there. Like I'm, I'm cleaning the sink, and like a woman just walks in. Do you have a brush <laughs> when you're, they walk in? Though, it's like, do you have a brush though to where I they're really aware that you don't you're clean the bathroom cleaning. like that? Because that's key. Because people, people can think. Because I've cleaned women's restrooms too, and if you walk in, you have a broom <laughs> or a mop. Usually, if they see the mop or broom, they're understanding. The awkward situation is whenever you put the broom down for a split second or the mop, and then they come in, and so you're, you're just in there. the women's restroom. <laughs> no, <Need> so, something. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I have, like, a roll of paper towels. You're like an NPC. That's what I was going for. What you... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh... Uh, what I I, I, I would love have, it. Next time somebody just walks in there on you, just do that. <laughs> just, just, just Hello. Just weird them. Just, just, just T pose and, and like don't respond. Yes, that would be that would be cool. You had a certain no. dominance. Yeah. <laughs> so what I what I usually do is I have like the whatever cleaning fluid is in my left hand, and my right hand, I have, like a bunch of paper towels, and it's like sh and whenever they you walk, can in, make the, cleaning fluid <laughs> in his hand. Yes, I can. There's no bottle. The, 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 the thing, the thing is, um, both the water bender. Yes, both times I was Clorox. like, I was in the far stall because there's like a there's a far stall, oh, two, no. two sinks, and like That's two a stalls. Dad set up. And so I'm in the uh, I'm in the far okay, stall. Bad clean, setup or a dad? Bad. Set. And I'm cleaning. Because I heard dad set up. Both, I was like, both, what does that both mean? of you shut up. <laughs> I'm cleaning, and I hear the door. I'm like. I look, and this lady just like walks in. She looks over to me, and then just like keeps, like, just walks into a stall. I'm like, mm. and so like I just get up and I walk out. Uh, that was the first time. The second time was this lady. I'm 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 cleaning the I'm cleaning the toilet bowl. I hear the door open. I look over, and this lady walks in. She's on her phone, just doesn't even pay attention. And so I I get kind of ticked, and so I take the, the seat that's up and I just clack it down. And it goes, you know, very loud. Nothing. Nothing. And then, then I realized, like... Wouldn't she think it was just another woman in the bathroom? I mean, I mean the door's open. Yeah. And she doesn't even, and like... And he a skirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And texted Andrea. Yeah, yeah. And, and I realized, like, if <laughs> she turns around, this could get very bad. So yeah. I had to run out of the... She didn't walk into the stall that you were in, though. That's the awkward part, too, because if, if people don't notice, you have to run out. I mean, because there were several times I had to, like... I was like, I'm not going to be caught in here. I'm just, and then you look suspicious in a certain sense because you're like, oh, I got to get out of the bathroom. Right, and it's like, right. It's like, then it's like, there's it's a lose-lose situation. Why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? Yeah. Stay, cleaning women's restrooms is unkind. The, the good part about a campsite restroom is whenever you go to clean it, there's usually not people there. Or you could detect, okay, somebody's in there. But 
I couldn't imagine cleaning a retail bathroom in that sense because you just have no <clears throat> I often idea. have one of the cashiers like, hey, can you like you check out. can you check the bathroom for me? And she'll be like, Okay, and she looks in and no then then I know. Then I don't have to and then you ever check it. the men's rush. <laughs> well, I mean for I the know, men's rush, I, 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 I know walk I was in. joking. I was being dumb. Yeah, walks taking... in and says, Get out <laughs> Clean this. No, women's restrooms are far more it's actually funny. Not great. Because I, I, I have a co-worker, and, and she's like, yeah, females are disgusting. I'm not naming this co-worker, but she was like, I, I was describing how, like... And also not naming any specific females that you're calling disgusting. So. Yes. The thing is, um, sometimes the, the problem is as simple as, oh, there's some dirt on the floor, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's near the stalls, and it's kind of like, can you clean? Like, oh, yeah, sure. Sometimes it's like, hey, uh... A customer came to me and they told me that the women's bathroom ha- looks like it was the subject of an explosion. Oh, and you t- I hate care. those moments. <sighs> yeah, we, sure. we, got, we went out and cleaned restrooms. Someone once left their kid's dirty diaper on top of the toilet paper dispenser. Ooh. I mean, I, there's okay. So I'm not. I gotta. Not this sets up a story. This sets up a story. So we had to go and clean out the strip it in front of the state all, park. It was once on the seat. In the bowl, on the wall, on the tank. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's happened to me before as well. I, there, there, I gotta tell you, I've not had to clean up any public restrooms, but I've talked to some maintenance people. There, there, there's this. I've um, heard some things. There's this grass pad in front of the state park that we would have to I've mow because things. it's like front facing whenever you turn in. But you know, normally there'd be a little bit of trash there. One time we were sent out to clean up this grass pad, and you can only get there via golf cart. And we just drive up, and we're like, "What is? Is that a white?" dots somebody had gotten like a box full of dirty children's diapers rolled down their window and just like chucked them out and then chucked the box basically that episode and of spongebob that's what i was yeah thinking. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah we had to grab garbage bags and gloves and go around and be like well there's mm. another one it was the worst the worst it's like, not what, that bad <laughs> what possessed somebody to do that like how do we get rid of the diapers Let's just dump them here, <laughs> you know. Like, were they in a hurry? <laughs> what, what was the con? Dump you the see, diapers fast. You see some messes, <laughs> and you wonder how they started. Quick, you know? Polly, they're on. They're on to us. Uh, what, what, what do we got? They oh, know we got the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we got some of these dirty diapers, boss. Eh, throw them out. Throw them out. Throw them out. It's, it's like like the flares when like, yeah. the missiles are coming at them. It's like throw throw out the diapers. Throw the diapers. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> eject eject the, the, the like a uh, whatever. Drop the load. It, no, no, the, the, it's ropes. like the inter, the yeah. interference flares. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Chuck the diapers, Paulie. Chuck the diapers. All the, all the bullets go into the diapers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it, people are like oh, some man. some messes. It's like that uh, episode of Star Trek we watched, where they they just toss out all the yeah, yeah, with the yeah, body. Yeah. But I, I don't remember bit. what that's typically called. It's ejecting something. Cargo. What, like yeah, jettison cargo? Jettison. jettison. Yeah, you're jettisoning. Oh, it's not cargo. Uh, debris? It, debris. Debris, yeah. I think it's debris. Debris. Mm-hmm. Debris. Jettison the hubris. Wait. <laughs> jettison the debris. What, what was funny about that is they like... Debris. Wait. In that episode... <laughs> jettison the debris. For some reason in that episode, I thought they jettisoned the guy's body and the nuke at the same time, but they did that separate time. It wasn't like they were like, we just there's really a body hate. and the nuke. Like, yeah, we just really hate this guy. Yeah. Jettison the nuke, too. <laughs> Nah, but but honestly, what about the body? I said jettison the deep rice. Oh, after the fourth of July, somebody had, the <laughs> so, somebody had smashed the urinal. Somebody had smashed the urinal with a sledgehammer. 
<laughs> I think he was uncomfortable about people being a big fan of him, so he's got to like reduce that. Yeah, reduce yeah, that yeah. There is that level. It's yeah. like I gotta act more normal. He is the fan <laughs> favorite, you know. I, I would say out of the three of us, you're probably the most normal. I would say he is the one who managed to actually get married. <laughs> I have three children and I'm married. You guys just haven't met. He's the best yet. grandpa ever. He's not wearing the shirt today. Dad. <laughs> I'm the best grandpa ever whether I wear the shirt. Uh, yeah. I'm very sorry to your father who is a grandfather, but I'm better than him at being a grandfather. <laughs> I'm good at being an uncle. You don't have any kids, but your dad's My other dad kids. is an uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that also? <laughs> my, my dad is an uncle. <laughs> if, if they're not his grandkids, they're just the Bryce Jennison the Bryce. <laughs> what about your other? What about like your other relatives, Jennison the Bryce? Yes, <laughs> the episode he, title. Imagine Rapper, it. raccoons, and Jennison the Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Do you, well, okay. I have a theor- I have a theoretical. I'm sorry. Jettison the rapper records. Jettison the dead Bryce. What? I have a theoretical. If you had it got deep. three <laughs> clones of yourself that so you limit of task, limit of three. Limit three, three in addition to myself, so yes. four total. Yes, but one is you. That you could have full control over. What would you do with those three copies of yourself? We just do human pyramids all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would, Why? Wait, if there's only three, then or there's three, four. Three, four three would stack. make a problem because then you can't have the fifth on top. No, three to stack, one to watch. <laughs> uh, and you're the one on the top of the stack. You're not the one pointing it out. You have your other clone. Oh, I would totally be the one standing by. <laughs> I like the, the, uh, the one on the bottom. Honestly, I, I'll be totally honest. I don't think I could watch three of myself like <laughs> do a human pyramid. That would be too weird watching myself do that. Yeah. Even if it's oh, not technically me, it's I, just a clone. We would just be reenacting that Spider-Man pointing meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like one duplicate, I'd send to work and have a full-time job. But even if it's a bad job, if he's making a ton of money, then he'll be supplying us. Then the other guy... The other guy, I'll go out and I'll just have him experience everything. Even if that he's I, making rockets for Lockheed Martin. Yeah. He'll experience the things I can't because I'm too good of a person. I'll just have him be the addict. He'll go out and he'll oh, be the Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I was thinking how he'll be the angry menu. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of having the second guy be like the one who just does all the errands. Like, oh, you get the groceries. That's you... my third well, guy. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> one does, one's a druggie. One's uh, does errands, and the other guy. The first guy is just a waste. I mean, if if I were no, to he's not. This... Then again, okay, <laughs> if he comes back and he's like got a ton of heroin holes, then I'll be like, well, I'm never doing heroin, you know. Like that'll be helpful. He's got a ton of heroin holes. <laughs> that, wait, wait. To me, that's like saying, if I had a if I had, a, if I had an expendable soldier, I'd send him through a minefield. If he gets blown up, I know not to walk through that minefield. It's a minefield. You already know not to walk through there. You don't need. Right. You don't need to send a guy to die for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd have them all. In three. short, Caleb is stupid. Honestly, so so th- there would be two options. Um, that was my knee-jerk clone <clears throat> clone oh, okay, task, okay. not necessarily Wait, my was, well thought out. What was the third guy doing? Errands. Oh, errands. You you were very job, job, job errands, and yeah. attic. 
Not attic. See, see, I would have him build. I have in one attic. stuck in the attic. No, so see, the thing, the thing is, we just be there freaking. We actually out. have clones in the back. Well, see, no, no, well, actually, they're the real versions of us. This whole episode's <laughs> been an illusion. That's what I was saying. I was because one of my We've clones w- would just be here for the for the for the podcast, and we'd constantly uh-huh. record episodes. I don't know if that would, we'd I want like to leave anything from that because it's a clone. <laughs> he has like, my knowledge and experience. I was gonna say it would technically I, be this kind of the same person. And then if they want to leave the attic, we tell them they can't. We have a little food bowl. Give him some water. I think I think if I had three clones, um, we we would each get uh, distinguishing tattoos so that we'd know which one's which. <laughs> would you get one that says like uh, original? It would not be like on my nipple. <laughs> It'd be like on an arm that you know, like visible, unexposed skin that is typically exposed skin. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it should be like your shoulder, so you can just pull it up and be like a gang sign. It's like one says like oh, da- gee. like like daddy. All right, that's it. Like daddy, bro. <laughs> One, two, three, Mistake. daddy. Mistake. Um, no regrets. No, oh, no, no, no regrets. No regrets. What? No, no regrets. Uh, so, no debris. So there would no. be two options. No debris. One, one would be like be a good person and not make them do anything. Just like you know, recognize that they're individuals themselves what? and then have them live their own lives. No. And then the other two are ruthlessly exploited. If, if, no, if I'm. <laughs> No, no, all three of them. Oh, all like, three of them. Okay. No, you, you're free now. You're fly, not my slaves. Fly, what are you doing my children, here? Fly. Um, that's that was if we're answering this question. Well, I mean, I'll answer them both honestly, but honestly in different ways, like addressing it seriously. What should I do? Ethical. What, what yes. should I? What should uh, I do? What I want to do? Yes, it's almost like throw I've got your, a moral. Throw code. your moral character out the window. This is um, theoretical. The other one, the other one would be combine our powers and like <laughs> mental brain power to like join forces on a project to like create something that just one of me couldn't do on my own. That's what I was thinking. Do, you know, do something that a podcast. <laughs> the Brian Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's Attic starring Brian. <laughs> Brian. Brian. <laughs> with with special help. Well, with special thanks to Brian. Hey Brian, Brian, thanks for the, being behind the camera today. <laughs> Brian to the fourth power um media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian's because Brian. it would it would expand more than just podcasts. It'd be you know yeah. video game development, and you know I would live my wildest <laughs> dreams through myself. <laughs> just four of me. Oh, that actually, that actually sounds pretty cool. I, I kind of wanted to do something like that. What if you all ended up being a failure? Then there's no excuse because uh, four I, versions imagine of yourself failed. Imagine this is uh, four times the failure. Yeah, right? imagine like well, four times the success. Imagine like so. an art, like an artistic project. Four times as like, and you want to make like a huge mural. And like you all know exactly what has to be done, so you all like can, well, can finish it. In and, and what's great about it is that because you're the same person in essence. Um, now, obviously, that's going to change because your stimuli are different. As soon, divergent circumstances. As soon yes. as you know, you're cloned, you're immediately two different people. But the cool thing about you know basically being the four same people is that you then have the same vision for the same thing, mm-hmm. and so it's like you wouldn't have hopefully the same oh man can you imagine arguing with yourself imagine your wife's dilemma um uh let's not hence the tattoos all right (laughs) which one of you is my husband yes (laughs) yeah well your ring wouldn't duplicate so you'd be in the only one of us would be wearing the ring of power um (laughs) oh no but if they stole the ring in the night oh dear all right let's not go down this this line of questioning i thought (laughs) <laughs> I assume you're like the rogue. Well, that's always the theme, right? You have the rogue clone that wants to assume the life of its um, the yes, person who cloned yes. it, and that's why you get the tattoos. Actually, that's you, know, you could use makeup. You can use uh, 
what is it called? Uh, the prosthetic thing. Rub, rub off makeup. I use a prosthetic. Well, that's tattoo. how it'd be revealed. It's it's fake to fake tattoo. That's how it'd prosthetic. be revealed. Olivia would be like, "Hey, Brian, you want a cup of coffee?" You're like, "Sure," and then you grab the mug, and then there's like a smudge, and it reveals that it's not the real Brian. It's the clone Brian, and she has to defeat the clone Brian in order to get you back. You watch too many movies. Okay, <laughs> Brian has told us his positive spin. Well, honestly, on it. when he when he said. Uh, I Brian has told us our positive spin on it. <laughs> He's like uh, done. I, 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 I want to hear Andrews. I want to hear what what, what uh, the other scenario. Oh, I was, oh, sorry. No, well, those were the two scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Is well, well, ethically just let them wander off oh, on their own, live their own lives, right? But then, what yeah, if you somewhere else? If one of you becomes falls on hard times though and becomes an infamous criminal, then your face will be plastered all over the news. As, you see, so the, so the, other, the other two. That's why you can't give them agency because you can't the tattoos. But they're not going to care about that on the TV if it's your face and then your neighbors know what you look like. You know? I feel like you're just making stuff you, up and, and so, declaring that it must be so. Like, like, are you saying if one of me was, one of my clones was a criminal and so people are just profiling me because I am me? Yeah. I mean... Discriminate okay, so, against Brian. So you have a pair of identical twins and one of them's a criminal. Do you then just, like, assume that the other one's a criminal? But these aren't like, identical twins. They're you, identical people. No, If you know Caleb that they're... Is. Not if they have got different tattoos. It would have to be a face tattoo. It would have to be something. No, we already established that once you're cloned, but, they're divergent, but pe different people. It, okay. If people know, like, I, if I had a clone, I'm fairly certain I would probably be famous for having a clone. Yes. <laughs> like, at that point. <laughs> like, what if you weren't? What if they were just, like, quadruplets? Identical like, quadruplets? It's like, eh, that's kind of a boring story. Uh, we, 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 actually, we'd rather talk about this, about Punk's Tony Phil again. It's that time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that time of the year. Quadruplets. Okay. No, I, but my issue, like, that's a funny example of it, but if you have, if you give the other three Bryans free reign, and they go out and make a name for themselves that's negative, it would reflect back on you and it, some it would, aspect. It would reflect upon so. my basic character and give a kind of very uncomfortable oh what am I destined to and if, that's what I'm saying if three chances of me going different directions you know lead down this path it's like <laughs> oh my foundation ah. that's why I would <laughs> want to relinquish my control over the three that's what I'm saying because I feel like that's could... a worse sign though yeah. <laughs> it just verifies that one of you is bad and controlling <laughs> <laughs> you see but nobody has to know about the other three it's, <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, I kind of like both of your answers for like what you would do if you wanted to control them. I think if I had, that's kind they'd of, all three be addicts. <laughs> no, and I think I think we'll, I was thinking like the. I, I think we'll I wrap know, up as uh, after Andrews. I like the idea of having someone <laughs> who does like just that works all day, but I feel like there's a, a really a very easy chance for that person to, to, to just become resentful. You could rotate your shifts. You could all come into work yeah, different days. Yeah, that's true. That's another option. Have have one person live the life, or have four of them live the life of one, hey, but Andrew, then you wouldn't have enough money. Hey, Andrew, remember when, when we were talking like about that discussion we had yesterday? No. Yeah, we were talking about like how, how me and my, me, like I'm getting married and I'm inviting my wedding. Oh, congratulations. I told you yesterday. Why didn't uh, you come? <laughs> yeah, you can form friendships with coworkers that you actually don't like, the other version of yourself, so whenever you go to work, you I've have got to... got two movies that are now based off of this idea. Um, not my ideas. Two movies that come to mind. The Prestige. 
Oh, Which, I didn't see that one. I guess I won't spoil. Huge generally has huge, Christian Bale. Huge jacked man. Yeah. We should watch it. We should <laughs> huge watch it. jacked man. No, huge jacked man. Oh, no. Huge jacked <laughs> man. And, and, and Christian has, Bale. Um, yeah. So, that excellent movie. We should watch it sometime. Because uh, Olivia's not seen it either. And you know, It's a little on the dark side, but you know, she can handle it. Uh, the other movie is that you reminded me of was uh, what Whatever Happened to Monday or something like that. Uh, with that Netflix movie, I never watched it. It's got uh, the Green Goblin in it. Mm. Um, Willem Dafoe. Uh, he's the. <laughs> was it, it, it's, it's, it's this Willem, silly. Wasn't Willem Dafoe? Uh... He was uh, Ryuk in the 2017. Uh, Death Note. I was going to say he was wasn't which he was he was the only somewhat decent part of that movie. (laughs) Wasn't Aquaman? Wasn't he Sandman in uh, Sam Raimi's? No. Who was who was Sandman in Sam Raimi's Spider Man? Um, honestly, that was Willem Dafoe, right? No, it was not. Not That was some (laughs) Chad. That is the one thing I know. (laughs) It looks like John Cena. (laughs) Yes, Uh, it wasn't John Cena. Sorry, Willem Dafoe. But it does look like him. Okay, okay. We For got... some reason, I was thinking uh, Jean, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> no. was the person I was thinking of. Jean-Claude but it's not him either. He definitely looks like John Cena. He is the most John Cena guy ever who's Very. not John Cena. <laughs> He's made of sand as well. But John Sanda. It's not... <laughs> John Sandler. Oh, no. Sandler, John Sandler. Oh no! No, so I guess I'd have one clone like do the work. And I'm not. I'm not inserting the John Cena meme into our good. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like old anyway. Um, and then and then I'd have no. and then I'd have one guy do the errands, and then I guess I'd have one guy just play fighting games with me all day so I could get better. And then I'd, that would and be then, awful. And, and then, <laughs> then I would enter online tournaments. He's the only competition for himself. And then, then I would among the three. Then, of us. then what if I he would. Suck? Then I would enter tournaments. What if you both suck? But you're. The, the, the thing is, Caleb, you don't understand. I suck. I know I suck. The point is, I play someone. What are you who, saying about us? We all suck together. All right. I just I suck. No, but I suck like we 1%. obviously suck worse than you. I suck like one percent less than you guys. <laughs> okay. I think it's, it's a very steep learning curve. So it, 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 that much farther is just like one. But you guys would, through experience would gain. And that's the skill. thing. You learn best in a competition. You learn best when playing as someone of the same skill level as and you. And you'd be a, you're by definition the what same happens, skill level because you're clones. What happens so. if you begin to excel above yourself and the divide just grows? And you're the one who stinks, not your clone. No, I, 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 one, I question whether or not that could even happen. But two, I do too. <laughs> but it's theoretically possible, you know, with the yeah. lobster hierarchies, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just an increasing divide. You know, as one wins, yeah, it's more likely a, to win. Are you going to be the Chad Andrew, or are you going to be the <laughs> Virgin Andrew, the Chad Drew, <laughs> Chad Drew? Uh, no, I mean. Uh, I don't. Virgin Andrew. <laughs> I never even thought about that. What if your clone surpasses you in every way? I mean, I'd be it's fine. A constant with, reflection I'd, of how awful your I, life. I'd is. be fine with that. Because, I, I guess because <laughs> I, I guess I know we were talking about divergent people because and clones. Technically, as soon as you're cloned, you are two different people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I I just kind of see it as an extension of myself. Either way, though. So would you relinquish yes. will though to these people, or would you <laughs> use them as pawns? That's the uh, question. The, see, the thing is, if I'm relinquishing, reveal your true self. Uh, th- that's the thing. As long as I do, I start with control over them. Yes, that's that's. The then, idea. technically speaking, they're extensions of myself. To give to give extensions of myself free will is to give myself free will. Which so 
which 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 is redundant. Yeah. I already have free will. Yeah. Unless you're a Calvinist, or someone else. Or you're, 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 you're a weirdo. <laughs> unless you're a Calvinist or someone else. <laughs> or someone else like that. I know. am someone else. Do I believe in free will, John Calvin? <laughs> you're the John Calvin or someone else, and only John Calvin believed in no free will. Uh, no, I mean. The, the thing is, I, I view it as redundant. I would say that if if I start with control of them, then they're just myself. So there's, there's no need to to, to relinquish... in four places. Yeah, yeah uh, there's no need to relinquish control of myself to myself. Yeah. You see how that doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, But, I mean, taking Brian. Brian's Brian tack... Taking Brian's tack... Uh, what are you saying? Don't I said taking it. taking's Brian tack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking Brian's tack, uh, it would be that we're two divergent people. Jettison the D. Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Jettison the misspeak. Jettison the misspeak. Uh, no. Uh, taking Brian's tack would be to say that I have them in control. I have three uh, autonomous people mind controlled and brainwashed. And so ethically speaking, I'd be bound to release them and just let them do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Unless they assaulted me, and then I could kill them all. <laughs> they mug you. <laughs> if you mug yourself, if they violate my NAP, I'm taking my sword off my wall and I'm running them they all. Violate through. your nap. They. I mean, if I'm sleeping it's and they wow. attack me, do not uh, wake the, up Andrew during his nap. No, no. Non-aggression. You principle. Imagine waking yourself up. How trippy that would be. Get up. Get up. Wake. <laughs> good, mo good morning, ah! sleepy. Good morning, sleepyhead. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I think that as clones of the original three, we've done a pretty good job at um, covering the uh, the basis of this podcast. I think that everybody watching will realize that or not realize that we're clones, and we'll <laughs> we'll buy into the fact that we're the real Caleb, whatever Brian Andrew of, and of Caleb. Caleb's credibility are just crumbling as yeah. as he speaks. I think I think we should just like open the next podcast with him like duct taped his mouth shut. No, I, I, that could be that could be interesting. You see, if you'd you like to support us, clone. we have a Patreon. I've actually they been have thinking, a Patreon. I've actually been thinking um, of changing up. I, I know we like named them and stuff. I've been thinking of calling Addict Dweller Tier Supporter Plus, mm. and then changing it to where instead of you know getting the behind the scenes content, if you pay the ten dollars. And then the supporter just being support. I've, I've been thinking, you know, just have everybody get the behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to pay more, then you can do the supporter plus. Mm -hmm. That sounds you know? good. You know, everyone gets the behind the scenes. And then, though, I get, what? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. But. So does the other end. I think from this point on, I'm not going to name what the tiers are because, you know, the names could change or whatnot. But don't worry. Just like our you will dwell with in this attic with us. You are with us in sweat. And the other clones. Buy my pit sweat. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh please! Like that's gross. Considering <laughs> what this guy's talked about, that's what gross. What did I talk about? The, the fact that there's other versions of Murdering me that are in the birds, attic. Nipple piercings. Cleaning bathrooms. Like hey, 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 he brought that up. No, what I was bringing up was uh, how people walk in the bathroom but while, while you were cleaning it. Yeah, so oh, you're the one describing. That sounds like something stuff. another Andrew wouldn't bring up. But <laughs> thank you so much for watching. Thank we you hope for you watching. enjoyed. Support us on Patreon. Yeah, money in the bank.